Hey there, Katie here, founder and director of Pulp Town, Orlando's almost daily cheat sheet to the city. Welcome to a new episode of 15 Minutes in Pulp Town. We're just going to jump right into things this week because we have a lot to talk about. And so we're going to start off with some hot topics. It's a short week, hopefully for a lot of people, because the holiday. One thing that doesn't wait no matter what's happening is the coronavirus. Omicron is prevalent in the community wastewater, um, but symptoms from this variant doesn't seem as dangerous as the Delta variant, which is still causing hospitalizations around town. That said, Omicron is super transmissible and therefore it's still going to impact and infect probably lots of people. On Wednesday of last week, we had 4,100 new cases in Florida, which was the highest number since October 10th. Then on Thursday, we reported, the CDC reported 6,381 new cases, which is the highest number since September. 117 more people have died from coronavirus as of that day. In all, Florida has recorded at least 3.7 million confirmed cases and 62,100 191 deaths. In the past seven days, on average, the state added 26 deaths per day and 3,200 cases. Governor DeSantis on Friday touted a new monoclonal treatment for COVID-19. It's from the same company, AstraZeneca, and the thing is called EvuShield, and he's going to get 3,100 doses of that available to people here in Florida. The new treatment is for people who have not yet been exposed or infected with COVID and is for specifically ideal for people who are immunocompromised or those who have a history of adverse reactions to vaccinations. So yeah, that is all of the COVID news, I think, that you can probably stomach today and all the news that you need to know about it uh, to get you up to speed. Moving right along, Immerse, Immerse Fest, amazing event that happens year after year downtown for the last, I think, eight or so years. Founded by Cole Neesmith, he and a bunch of his friends years ago just set out to bring the arts to the streets of downtown. And now it's this massive event. And it's potentially moving out of downtown. Neesmith said that it is fact, in fact on the table, but it's not necessarily a done deal. But Immerse has grown into a massive undertaking year after year, and the financial pressures that it puts on the event uh, just has grown, and it's only been compounded by the pandemic. So according to Cole, Neesmith Creative City Management has been having exploratory conversations with other people in the same industry in different parts of the country, um, and just is having exploratory conversations with them and about the future of the festival. Nisma said he is considering an Olympic style bid process, which could move the event to different communities in Orlando, around Orlando, out of the state, out of Florida, anywhere. Um, so you can read more about that by heading over to Bungalore. Brendan O'Connor did a great job of rounding up all of that information. Just search Immerse and Bungalore to find it over there. I-4 will soon have an express lane toll lanes actually is kind of what they really are. After seven years of construction, we're coming up on finishing the remake of that 21 mile spread of I-4 between Orange and Seminole counties. The Florida Department of Transportation is saying for now that the toll lanes, what they dubbed again as express lanes, will open in the first quarter of 2022. In the meantime, they've launched a campaign to let drivers know what to expect because it's going to have quite the learning curve of getting on and off and into the toll lanes. You can find out more about that by going to i4express.com. 
Finally. The toll lanes will rely heavily on transponders such as SunPass, the Central Florida Expressway's E-Pass, but there will be no cash exchange. So tolls start at $3 driving westbound. It goes up to $3.50 eastbound because it's a little bit longer of a stretch, and it will be adjusted several times a day according to traffic volume. So more traffic equals higher tolls. So that is interesting. You can read more about that if you have an Orlando Sentinel subscription. And then I believe West 2 and a few other places have also picked up the story. The Front Yard Festival at the Dr. Phillips Center has ended. The outdoor arts program was arguably the highlight of an otherwise turbulent last year. Between free concerts, uh, Sunday night movies, weekday yoga sessions, it was a fun outdoor safe space, safe, fun atmosphere for the last year. And here's hoping that they will continue to think about outside-the-box outdoor offerings. I think those are still possibly on the table because we proved that people like to be outdoors and like to do these events. So yeah, sayonara to the Front Yard Festival. It was fun while it lasted. Hopefully it'll be back soon. Terminal C will open soon at MCO in July of 2022. As many as 10 million more passengers will be able to pass through our airports and there will be 15 new gates capable of accompanying up to 20 aircraft. That's exciting. Vic here, you already thought it was opened. It hasn't been opened. I saw a lot of planes there. (laughs) Well, something's going on. It's not open until July 2022. Um, Moving right along, plans are moving forward to turn the old Parliament House into condos. P House is still making strides to open in the old city arts factory downtown. Plans for the old building are up for debate on Tuesday, December 21st. That's tomorrow. uh, With the municipal planning board has to meet to review these plans, but it would develop the former Parliament House building into a four-story, 306-unit apartment complex adjacent to Rock Lake. On the bottom, there will be a ground-level retail or small cafe for use. The new P House has been pretty tight-lipped on an opening for its new downtown locations, but they say they are working hard daily on renovations. You can find out more, keep up to speed with their opening by following Parliament House on Instagram. That's just Parliament underscore House. We were going to talk about events this week. I would highly encourage you to get out and enjoy the holiday lights. You can check out this awesome list from Orlando Date Night Guide, where to find Orlando's best holiday lights is what you can look for. They have a nice roundup of places to find that, whether you're looking for homes that are really decked out or businesses or what have you. And then also I know Conway, there's a guy in Conway who created a map specific to the Conway area to find out where all the lights are over there. There's also in a Christmas event list on Orlando Date Night Guide that tells you all the holiday events that are happening. So you can really get in the holiday spirit. You can also go get some holiday drinks, visit Mathers. Mathers is always so freaking beautiful during Christmas time. Miracle on Orange, aka The Courtesy, is also just an experience. If you've never done it, you need to do it. Gaylord Palms has Mission Save Christmas going on, and that's kind of like a nod to the movie Elf. Boxy Park is set up for Christmas. They have like these massive like post box that you can, your kids can drop in letters to Santa, and they have all these awesome murals. Icon Park, the Icon Park Santa experience is really a really over-the-top, well-done experience as well. So yeah, Get in the holiday spirit. You can also start with Wednesday, December 22nd at 3.30 at the Enzion. You can watch A Christmas Story for $10, a little Wednesday afternoon matinee. And then also happening Wednesday night, the Wine Down Show is coming to Sack Comedy Club. It is all you can drink wine and a comedy improv, improv show for $25. 
On Friday, head out to Coconuts in Cocoa Beach, 8 a.m. for Surfing Santas. That is an annual event. I think it was called off last year due to the pandemic, but I think this year it's back in person. You can also watch online. You can do that through Facebook, but just look up Surfing Santas. And then on Sunday, December 26th, celebrate Boxing Day. Boxing Day with Santa and a festive photo shoot happening at Wall Crawl in Paramore. You can find out more information by going to Wall Crawl Orlando. Um, or actually just wallcrawl.com forward slash Santa, specifically for photos with Santa. Um, There's only like two more times to get photos with him, and I think that makes sense that it's Boxing Day, then maybe one other day. I think after New Year's, there's one set up for him as well. And then lastly, like make sure if you're out shopping local and doing that last holiday shopping to use the Pulp Town 2021 gift guide. You can find that on our website, pulp.town, and there's like 90 plus ideas for shopping local in Orlando this holiday season. Moving right along. Five accounts to follow. Orlando eats out. Melissa and Daniel are the cute couple behind this account. I met Melissa in person a few years back at a Yelp event, and then I have seen her in the last couple weeks for some media previews event, and she is a delight. And so I started following their food page, see what they're up to, and they're a lot of fun. So if you like to see great new places in Orlando, I would follow Orlando Eats Out. Number two, Uncle Din Dogs. Uncle.dindogs on Instagram is a Korean street food pop-up food truck. They have a Korean street dog that I really want to try. It seems to be pretty popular. I've been seeing it on my Instagram feed a lot lately. Just last week, they popped up at Wally's, Orlando Brewing, Poor Choice Tap House. You got to follow them on Instagram to see where they're going to pop up next. Do tell stationery and designs for all the Christmas ornaments, the puppy keychains. Margaret over there has been doing this for a few years now, left her corporate job, I can't remember, probably like five years ago and launched this company and she just crushes it, whether it's like wedding stuff, putting your adorable pet on an ornament. It's my favorite thing that she's ever done for me. Um, So yeah, do tell stationery and designs. She has a little shop over in Mills 50 area over there near Quantum Leap and House on Lang. And then also City District Orlando. City District Orlando is one of our main street districts of combining like downtown and Paramore and Creative Village and parts of OBT, Church Street, Orange Ave, Wall Street all together. All of those locations make up City District. And they have been doing a really great job on their social and then also just doing cool stuff in the community. So they are really behind the deck the district post that they were doing downtown. A lot of businesses decided to deck their windows out and stuff like that, compete in competitions. And I think it has made downtown look really awesome. I think if you're out and about, you should check out, do some window shopping. And they also had brunch with Santa, some pop-up markets. I just think they're doing a lot of cool stuff. So City District Orlando. And then Old Hearth Bread. Old Hearth Bread has been in East End Market since it launched eight years ago. And they make amazing, amazing bread. They are moving out of East End, but you can still get their goods at tons of places downtown. Binks, Craft and Common, Eola General, and not even just downtown, all over. Paloma Cafe, Whole Foods, Easy Luck, Cafe Linger, all these places. Follow them on the internet to find out where you can get them. But Old Hearth Bread on Instagram. And because it is the last podcast of the year until we come back new refreshed let's talk about some five interviews to look back on they're actually more than five but if you want to go back and listen to some of the people we've interviewed in the past year we talked to thomas ward from pig floyd's Dominique Greco from Orlando Hospitality Alliance, Eddie Morton from Lyft Orlando, Kayla O'Brien from Kayla O'Brien Media, Andrew Chang from Swan City, and Brendan O'Connor from Bungalower. And then also we got to talk to Vic. He was my first one. Vic here is our producer for the podcast from Brand Crumbs Media. And yeah, you can check all of this out by just going to 
anywhere you listen to your podcast and look up 15 minutes of pulp town obviously yeah, wherever you're listening now right now that's not important if you're right listening now. to this you found <laughs> yeah, it yeah you found it congrats congrats yes um but speaking of the five people i'd like to interview in the new year i'm gonna go with Kay rollins anna escamani jerry Demings, scott maxwell and sanir madani so those are my five people that i'd like to talk to Oh, Kelly Trace, too. I freaking love Kelly Trace. She's in Kissimmee, and I don't hear enough about her and uh, Osceola County, so I'm making it six people. Anyway, um, and this is your friendly reminder about a pet contest. Right now, we have a pet contest going on with Eola Pets. You win $50 gift card to Eola Pets and a dozen doggy treats from then for your cutest holiday pet. We have already had the nominations have ended, but it's still voting rounds going on until Tuesday, so you can do that by going to pulp.town forward slash pets. And tell me your bright spots of 2021. I'm writing uh, a feature for Wednesday and I would love to hear from everyone. Like, was it a pandemic puppy? Did you get married? Do you have some grandbabies? Did you quit your job? Did you get a new job? Tell me about it. Slide into my DMs on Instagram or in my inbox, Katie at pulp.town. And then also I want to hear about your bucket list for 2022. You have big plans of paying off those student loans because we're not going to get them paid for. So um, buying a house in this market yikes <laughs> surviving i feel you like surviving is totally an answer Work, so life balance that is your goal that is my goal our goal that is our goal <laughs> thank you we'll see what happens we're gonna we're gonna strive for that so anyway thanks for hanging out with me uh several times this year and hopefully i will see you in the new year to do this all over again we did it we did it happy A whole well, happy year. holidays Happy New Year, pulpers. <laughs> Stay pulpy.